Matt, you are Yep, I guy. started it. All right. Hello, Internet. Holy right. shit, it's a Newsies. We're doing one. Don't call it a comeback. We've been here for years. We've been here for years. Well, we've been here for four years now. So we've actually only yes. we've actually only been here for like a, a, a little like a year and a third. So yeah, that. Yeah, happy belated birthday, us. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's been um. So I guess in that vein, uh, talking about things that have been going on for a long time. Um. Not only have we passed the one year anniversary of starting our podcast which was yep back in like february if you want to count the original podbean podcast or back near the beginning of april if you want to count the actual play podcast that's obviously still here um uh the other thing is in the beginning of march we hit the one year mark on mrs frida's halfway home (laughs) which we have finished what we're informally calling season informally. I'm a, I'm a genius informally. with informally. I'm a genius with English. I went to college. <laughs> you, you you are you are. Yeah no we we finished English. we finished season two of Frida's and it's about the same length as season one so it'll probably just be season two. I yeah. guess we've got we've got a whole bunch of Gaiden games already played and more stuff yeah. planned yeah, that'll we, go in the break when those get posted eventually. Yeah, or we'll just post them point. in tandem with the in tandem with the rest because we got a lot of stuff that we can post in the break. We have true. We have enough. We have enough little fears that we've decided to start breaking that up into seasons. <laughs> yeah, we're not. We're not. We're now twenty episodes into uh, twenty into, twenty into twenty episodes into Little Fears. Fifty five episodes into Frida's. Yeah. Yep. Once again, we're about to have a, a campaign exceed road trip. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Frida's has exceeded two road trips at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Think yeah. No. Like, no I don't think Frida's is going to go beyond season three. We're. Oh yeah. Well, the end's in sight, basically. The end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. We're 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 looking at the road. Yep. The, the the road to the end. We're on the road moving to Berlin. Can't get out the way we got in. So sneak out this glass of bourbon. Yeah, yes. But yeah, no, so we got that happened. Um, we, we played all our contributor games. We, we got to meet a, a whole fine bunch of you guys. And you're still still sitting on Skype. Still sitting <laughs> on like Skype. We could just message you. Talk now. to you right now. Yeah. Except for David, who disappeared promptly after the first contributor game. <laughs> and disappeared off the face of the internet. Uh, so Sam, I don't okay. know what you did to him, but... He's a broken shell of well, a man. Well, I, I filled him full of bees. That was one thing. <laughs> uh, the the less the contributor games were, uh, they're, they're, they're pretty awesome. Um, we might post the ones that actually managed to get recorded sometime. Yeah. Well, I think, isn't isn't um, one of the sorted, wasn't, isn't one of them going up soon? Um, right. There is, uh, the playtest for it is going up soon, I think. Oh, right. Okay. I don't actually have the recording from Charlie, so... Gotcha. And yeah, no, we've got we've got the recording from Nate recording the Matt's game. My recording got lost because I'm a douche, so you guys missed out on some bugs. Yeah, you <laughs> missed out on listening to Clay's brain fucking bee with a boat oar. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Him continually rolling doubles on his d tens. There, the one, the one that I ran 
obviously won't be posted for a while because it takes place in like season three of Frida's. Yeah, it's um, canon to Frida's. Yeah, it's 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 an actual Frida's game is the thing. <laughs> and we have a th- actual episode of Frida's. There's also that. There's also that. Uh, it's a, the only episode of Frida's to be played in Little Fears. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just disregarded Monsters of the Childhood things for an episode. <laughs> it's because there were some fears and they were little. But it was an incredibly fun game. It was. Oh, also fiasco with Clay's. Yeah, yeah, fiasco. We, yeah. yeah, we had we had Drunken Ugly Con three, I think. Something. Yeah, something, yeah, number three. Drunken Ugly Con number. Yeah, it was three. And, there's only there's only been yeah. three of them so far. And we played some rad games there. Played a, a game of fiasco with Clay's where all of us proceeded to be. It was fiasco with Clay's. It was fiasco, and I was the only one not drinking on account of how I can't. Yep. Yeah. I guess that's yep. a that's a that's a thing that might have happened. <laughs> that in future games you might notice that suddenly I start sounding very tired or <laughs> very something, and that is that is because I was diagnosed in February with a hypothi- with a hyperthyroid condition. <laughs> And you've been on drugs to limit that, so woo. Go. When was the last newsies? So, I don't even know. It was like t- t- January. I mean, on the plus no, side, no, it wasn't that far back. On, anyway, yeah. On the on the plus side, Matt, um, I mean, you your medication has been like reduced, so now you are so much more awake. Oh wow, we actually it was actually in March. You don't. You don't. You, like yeah. at this point, you don't. You don't start uh, tiring out and 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 um and, and uh, yeah. I stopped. I stopped up, needing to. Like, I stopped needing to sleep fourteen hours a day. Yeah. Well, it's it's it's, it's around one o'clock uh, my time that you start to that you start to lose focus. Um, but like before that, it was like around like nine or ten my time. You started. You, there was like, a game we played that happened at like noon. And I, I was starting to fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, I think that actually happened at my house. Yep, that yeah, that yeah, was when we, yeah, no, it did. Yeah, that was. And I was, I was sick for all of those games. Yep. <laughs> True. See, yeah, that's that was that's the game where you just keep yelling, "We died! <laughs> we died! We died!" I know. Stop <laughs> saying it. <laughs> Oh kept, God! And, 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 and you, uh, you kept scaring a little girl. It's like, true. We died. We died. No, we didn't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, drunk, drunk and ugly, drunk and ugly con three. That happened at the beginning. That happened at the beginning of April. Um, and yeah, we did. We play test. Uh, we also did a play test of uh, a lack of Daisy Cats inspired sandbox style crime game in Savage Worlds. That the, rec- the recording of which was unfortunately lost. Yep, because my alarm on my on my fields recorder went off, and then that crashed everything. It's a really good recorder. You wouldn't know. Yes, but I just love that you refer to it as your field recorder. <laughs> what is not my iPod? <laughs> <laughs> right, not your iPod Touch. <laughs> uh. Nonetheless, I mean, it, 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 regrettably, I mean, it means that uh, there will be no. Um, no, no, uh, no, no, no post recording of me uh, damaging myself to play a character. Yeah, 
of you actively hurting yourself Nate, while Nate, Nate, Nate It was accidental. Of... It was accidental. It wasn't. It wasn't intentional. Nate, Nate did all of his own stunts that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, it was like, it was like your was epic like, maneuver jumped. of diving out of a chair and hiding behind <laughs> it to injure you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was like, no, it was like someone like I was hiding behind the same chair that I was ducking out of. So it was like I ducked out of the chair, but in a way to spin around the chair and hide behind it. Yeah, you tried to be both out of the chair and behind the chair at the same time, and it didn't work. No, the thing is, is it worked, but with casualties. <laughs> Name my knee. <laughs> I had, I had this like, I had like this, this deep scrape on my knee for weeks. <laughs> like it just didn't heal for a while. Uh, Hurt or anything. All right, yeah. Uh... So yeah, that that that, that happened, um, and I think um, we played we played two games of Frida's while there. Um, yeah, we did play two games of Frida's. We played one game in Spring Crescent and one with uh, non Spring Crescent peoples, and it was awesome. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it was, it was the, uh, the the she bears were invented. Oh my god, the she bears. Yep. We had Hannah from across the internet for that game too. We did, um, and James. <laughs> um, let's see. <laughs> Randomly brought James in at the so end. So let's. Yeah. Uh, what uh, what other news do we have? The book we have. Uh, the book is still being worked on. Um, I have finished up the master pages for it. Um, so we have a layout done for the most part, except for tweaking. Still working on art, and still working on editing the actual content of the book because Nate had to go and be awesome and write a whole bunch of awesome content to put in the goddamn book. But I keep adding as I'm just like, oh, hey, this is a cool idea. Yeah, Nate's, I know, you keep uh, having all these great ideas. And I have to, this. Nate, Nate's, <laughs> Nate's, 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 yeah. It, 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 it's quickly, <laughs> what is it, Nate is slowly becoming Tarn Adams. <laughs> yes. Well, I, uh, I'm, I'm... Of course, unlike Tarn Adams, he actually has an editor. Well, I'm uh, I'm I'm quickly I'm quickly becoming abusive towards my editor. Good thing you have a second one that just got out of school forever. And that and that, and, that, and that I take full advantage of the fact that I have two editors now, and so yep. I'm just like, I just did a thing. Here you guys go. I didn't revise this at all. <laughs> yep. You gotta say that with a, with a slight <laughs> hint of an English accent. I didn't advise. I didn't revise this at all. <laughs> I just made this thing. Here you guys go. I didn't revise it at all. <laughs> exactly. Poor. poor I apologize Sam. to all of our English listeners. <laughs> oh yeah, well we do awful English. We do awful attempts at English accents, but I regret nothing. I do a very good Scot. I do a very good uh, Scottish accent. <laughs> you do. It's true. I, I, I enjoy Scottish accent. Someday those games will be posted, possibly. Probably <sighs> following C- Frida's season two, barring other unseen events, hey, which will be what? finished being posted in like December. And uh, hey, I mean, it's kind of one. It goes at one one episode a week. And and Matt, I'm just saying, I'm gonna keep bugging you until you until you start posting little fears. This is the first time you know? you've said that. <laughs> No, no, I've bugged you a while. Okay, hang on. Let me go into the dashboard here and look at these posts. We have how many Little Fears games posted? We have... Like three. Yeah. So Little Fears has been posted. We have 20 more. Just saying. We also have a whole bunch of other stuff. We also have, yeah, we we have have so much everything. It's true. 
I don't know if you guys know this, but we play Dang. a lot of games. Oh man, we played. I ran complete bullshit again, <laughs> and it was amazing. I don't even know when that game's going to be posted. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it involves it involves a lot of things that you guys haven't seen yet. So you'll it, it, see it someday. It it, it, it involves complete bullshit. Uh, oh, there was a lot of complete bullshit. Yeah, there was a lot of bullshit that happened there. Uh, I'm actually in the process of... Um... I might actually start posting the Journey to the West game soon. Oh, cool. Just put... Po- just po- because we have the whole intro arc completed. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Um, uh, and uh, I'm actually... I, this, this is a bit of news. I'm actually in the process of periodically, because I'm my major focus here is sort of dystopia, obviously, but there are times where I'll take a break and for a couple of hours work on something else so I don't lose my head and get tired of writing this one thing. Um, and I'm kind of in the process of, uh, of, um, of writing up uh, complete bullshit as, like, an actual game. As, as, uh, as not just a, a MSPA parody. Yeah, it's not just an MSPA parody, but, but, but as an actual game with like a, a with a i mean i'm I, i've written up um a sort of campaign setting actually for complete bullshit fitting, fitting, put, fittingly enough it's it seems that nate's made the transition from problem sleuth to homestuck <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I'm I'm actually uh, I've written up a campaign setting that I'm going to that I'm going to subject, subject these ladies and gentlemen to uh, at some point in the future, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna package that with the book and everything, and it'll be it'll have it'll have better description of, of the rules and the actual stuff, and I'll I'll get someone to patch it together in a nice looking PDF, and I'll do that. That someone will be me. Yeah, it'll be someone like Matt or Matt Matt and Sam. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, we we got stuff going on. It's awesome. And the other one is that I've been as a dare, uh, Sean, as well as a few contributors. Dare oh, me. Um, you mean they, listeners? <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah, listeners. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Uh, Sean, Sean and a few. Sean and a few money bags. <laughs> a few talking <laughs> money bags. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, Sean and a few of the listeners, uh, they uh, they basically dared me to make a one roll engine game that would facilitate uh, that that would very sort of seamlessly facilitate uh, giant robots. So unlike Wild Talents, which facilitates everything, it would just kind of focus entirely on giant robots. So I was just like, "Fuck it, sure." <laughs> I'm in the process of like of putting something like that together. Yep. One day we might post the play the first play test we did for that. You can Maybe. you can you can listen to Charlie's character as he slowly goes no, down I the track from person to kind of southern person to mentally handicapped person. It, the, the, the thing is is like I, I'm really excited for the next session of that. I I'm going to I'm going to do that probably next week because scheduling stuff but uh, i'm going to do that and then it will just be incredibly rad and you guys will be like damn where the fuck did all this shit come from what what yep i know i'm expecting giant robots in this giant robot game oh we'll be giant robots in this giant robot game Alrighty, alrighty. um speaking of uh listeners badgering nate to do things um listeners nate has pledged and will pledge right now in a recording that he, if there is enough outcry for it he will make a forum. 
Yes, because... Uh, we, we made a Facebook page a while back, and then it came to our attention that people hate Facebook. Yeah. Um, so, if you guys... If you guys want me to break down and make a forum, I will do that. It's just, uh, the whole only reason I haven't done it yet is because um, setting up forums, uh, setting up the particular forum that I like to set up, or uh, that, that the particular software that I like, is actually kind of a, it, it, it kind of is a, a, a time commitment that I have to kind of, I, I have to put in some time to, to make it good and, and everything. Um, and... I'm lazy. Uh, Mixture two things. I'm lazy and I write constantly, so I I, uh, I, I, I tend I tend to avoid things that uh, that, that take me away from writing. <laughs> but in this one specific instance, if you all get on our on our website and comment the hell out of this news post saying I want a forum for drunken ugly ites, drunken ugly ins, drunk. I don't know. Drunk, I want drunk the guys. I, yeah, we want a rock to tie a string around. Yes, we will. We will make this happen. And if you if 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 you force my hand, I will get off my lazy ass and do it. But I mean, but really, I'm we the want best webmaster. We want you guys to if if you guys want it, we want to be able to provide a, a cool space for you guys to come and talk about games, talk about the specific types of games we play. You know, ask questions, ask us questions. Hey, we'll maybe try. we could even set up a text RP forum. Yeah, we do plenty of that. And, you know, Nate has, you know, a little bit of experience doing that. Just a little bit. Not not a whole ton, you know. Not like... Not like years and years of... I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I, 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 I wasn't the, 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 uh, the sole admin of a, uh, of a, uh, of, of a text role play forum for like eight or nine years. <laughs> no, that never happened. Um, but yeah, no. If, if you guys, if you guys really want this, we we'd love to have an opportunity to talk to more of you, because we've we've become, you know, we we you, we like you guys, and you like us. Apparently, we've just yeah, we've that, discovered that we're apparently change. very amicable folks. Yeah. Well, I'll accept one of us. But we're not going to talk about that one. It's Amanda. She hates everyone. And in other news, I live next to a fire station. (laughs) 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 Uh, All right, so I think that's enough news for now. Do we want to move on to our topic for the night? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I mean, while while on the topic of setting setting up a forum or or Facebook or whatnot, um, I've actually seen a lot of comments uh, on the site um, about, uh, you know, folk, folk talking about how you got you got you guys talking about how um, you know you, you really would like to play certain games. Um, that said, uh, the Facebook page, or if we happen to set up a forum or whatnot, um, you guys can get in contact with each other. Yeah. Possibly, possibly try and set up like a play-by-post game, or or you know try and arrange times to try and yeah so Skype yeah. games. Who does yeah, those? Yeah. No. We we I mean the the we, we, those we we will facilitate yeah. this wholeheartedly. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean the few who uh, got got to partake in the contributor games from the Kickstarter that have that are, are you know have have kind of tried to do their own stuff and have played a couple games with each other I think already and yep. I know Clay's is running something that involves whalers which sounds rad. It, so. it, it involves Viking whalers for that matter. Yeah, so, yeah, this is the, the raddest possible thing. <laughs> 
So yeah, no, this is absolutely a thing that will be awesome for you guys, and we would really like to see happen. So, you know, plus you get to make Nate do work. Come on. I'm already doing work. I spend like <laughs> I, I, I spend upwards of six to eight hours a day writing, writing this book. This book. This book. Okay. All right. So yeah, we actually have sort of a topic today, unlike most days. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, this came up um, just recently. We were kind of discussing this, uh, idly discussing this, kind of based on. Um, We've been running a lot of horror lately. Uh, a bunch of little fears, as it were. A bunch, a bunch of yeah, a bunch of minuscule terrors, and <laughs> um, a, bu- a bunch of like kleine angsts. Right. Yes. Uh, kleine angsten, rather. <laughs> uh, and so one of the things we've been we've been kind of investigating is you know how you know obviously how to run a successful horror scenario, how to do you know how to how to set it up so you get suspense and scary without being you know overblown and unwinnable. That kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, but in horror, atmosphere is king. And as a GM, and you know, as players playing in a in a <laughs> how to call without Cthulhu. Um, That's what this newsie's called. Yes, done right there. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so uh, you know, as a GM and, and as a player, one of the, the it, it it can be difficult to get into a horror game sometimes. Immersion is a tricky is a fickle bitch. And so, I mean, yeah, and I mean the 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 thing that div, that makes this is one thing I've discovered in a, in a long. There's a very fine line between horror and frustration, yeah, and immersion, horror, horror kind of. and comedy. <laughs> Sometimes that line can be crossed a lot of times, but yeah, yeah. Um, but so one of the, one of the things we uh, kind of figured out, and and we're kind of interested at, at talking about, is um, simply the idea of. Creating atmosphere atmosphere through your voice, yeah. As a GM, um, and I, I wanted to add before we get to it though is that this extends beyond just the aspect. This extends beyond horror though. Sure. Um, this yeah. extends to this extends to just pure drama. Any sort of any sort of dramatic anything mo- that needs an anything that needs an atmosphere. Yeah. 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 No. A- absolutely. And and um, which actually even extends beyond drama too, because you could also have the atmosphere of silliness, and there is a way to create that with your voice too. Yeah. In my no, case, absolutely. that's just talking. <laughs> yeah. If you are Matt, your existence is no. No, I'm not gonna say that. I, I, yeah, my life's a joke. <laughs> oh. oh, Matt, we love you. Listeners, comment and tell us how you much how much you love Matt. Hang on. And then Sam decided to inhale uh, his water. Yeah, I, I inhaled some tea. I'm okay. Anyway. So yes, voice. Now that mine is all hoarse and nasty to listen to. Um, what one? I guess one of the specific examples we have is is something I did in the uh, latest posted Little Fears game, uh, the Fall Harvest. Um, I struck a tone while I was describing things, some very fucking scary things. Um, that it, it, the players afterwards uh, commented saying, I could have been describing anything in that voice and they would have been terrified. Well, I mean, in all fairness, the, like the thing you were describing wasn't even an, an incredibly scary – it's a man with an apple for a head. Yeah, yeah no, an, exactly. It's an incredibly silly thing save for its motivations. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and, and yet the, 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 fact that you, the fact that you were just completely calm. Like this, this sort of, like, you know, the way the way Matt described it was kind of like 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 a, like like an eerie calmness mm-hmm. that you that that you had when you were describing it, um, and and that just 
that just made it a terrifying thing. Yeah. Um, there was no there was no joke in it. There was no punchline. There was just this very calm description of something. Yeah, it's it's the it's the it's the tone of voice you take when dealing with dangerous animals, and also the tone of voice that you take when something's just about to happen. It's <laughs> this calm, steady experience. Pauses like that included, yes. Yeah, no, it, it delivery is everything. Yes. Uh, in 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 drama, in comedy, it, 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 delivery and timing is everything. Pausing to think about what you're saying is never a bad idea because as long as you don't go, um, uh, well, it kind of is like a, well, you know, it's like a, it's a thing. Don't do that. Yeah. Because then your players know that you can't even see what this thing is. When I, when I was describing the, um, cider apple in, in the fall harvest, I had this picture in my head. Of what was what was going on, what the kids exactly were seeing. It was it looked like a, a comic book splash page almost, where it's just this you know this wide landscape and the guy is far down there and you, you see the sun and all the elements of the light. So I just described what I saw as carefully and slowly as I could. And that I guess I guess, I guess that's sort of I mean that 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 could so, sort of be the point like. Uh, like not 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 so much just beyond not 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 so much just a matter of confidence in in what you're describing, but um, having in your head the perfect picture of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's uh, yeah. One of the early uh one of the early scenarios in this uh, little fierce campaign, I would I actually wrote just based around two different scenes, and I made yeah. I actually tried to make sure that those scenes happened just because those were the sole reason I wrote it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, um, it turned, wanna, turned out to be the longest running scenario in that. Gosh, yeah, it went on for yeah. six sessions. <laughs> but it was great. It was the thing. Like none of us minded it going on for so long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, it, it's in in horror games like this, like like Little Fears, like Call of Cthulhu, like Fear itself, whatever brand of horror you're playing, there are going to be unspeakable, undescribable things. Right. It it just it's that just happens. What you have to be able to do then is describe at least some element of it. And one of the things you can do is, especially if if uh, you can't, you know, if you if you've got a monster that's God forbid a glistening mass of tentacles and eyes and mouths, you know, describe the things that are net, that are kind of around that. What it does to the environment it's in. You know, does this thing leave dripping slime trails everywhere? Does it do, do teeth fall out and clink off of the ground as it's moving forward? Does it have like weird pseudopods that it slaps down as it moves forward? Think about what it is, but also what it does, and describe what it does, and that'll be scary. That's actually, um, and in that in that vein, this is just talking about a thing I do to think about that is if I'm ever con- if I'm ever conceptualizing a monster or even um, even one of the things that I did that uh, for as much as my delivery in the Slenderman in, in that in that old Slenderman game was kind of strange. One of the things was like I understood very well how much I wanted the uh, how much I wanted it to move because I actually 
and I'm not embarrassed to admit this. Uh, I actually walked around for about 10 minutes just doing the things that I just replicating all of the movements. And that's how I got to this, this whole, I, cause I kind of thought about things and then I just acted them out. The whole thing that the way that slender man takes you is that he just sort of slowly wraps his arms around you and yeah. takes you out. And then with it, you know, barely, manages to throw you over his shoulder and then so, walks yeah. off as disjointedly. So with that, another thing is um, another thing is that uh, is that while you're narrating it, um, while 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 you're you know, while you're describing this thing, while you're while you're sort of setting this tone, setting this mood, um, it's sort of it's sort of invaluable to just not deviate from it. Yeah. Like like even even if your players are kind of in a way rebelling against it, and they're trying to stay comical. That you just don't deviate. You just completely go as serious as as you possibly can. You almost it's almost like it's almost like getting in character as a GM. Yeah. That, and that you're in, in that you're you sort of you sort of you sort of make it a point to stop. I, I guess the best way to describe it is make, make it a point to sort of stop being you and just start being a narrative machine. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. You're not. You're not. You're not there to joke. You're not there to, to, to. And this is this is for dramatic tones, anyhow. You're not there to joke. You're not there to 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 uh, to to present something comical. You're there. You're there. You're there to describe this thing that's happening, and doing it, and do it in this calm and slow pace, and kind of infect your players with that same feel. Yeah. Um, and as I mean, as a side note, especially with what Matt was describing, is those of you who have the you know uh, the the who are lucky enough to have a group to play with in person, uh, take advantage of that fact. I mean, do mannerisms, move around, scare the shit out of your players by acting like this thing that's coming after them. And also, uh, just anything else you can add to the atmosphere is. Um, I don't have any good. Obviously, I don't have any good examples of this because most of the stuff I played with my uh, with the group that I used to play with um, yeah. wasn't recorded. I actually, I actually do have a story that pertains to this. It, not something I participated in, but that I, that I read about it secondhand. But it's still a pretty cool story. Um, there is a, uh, a Cthulhu scenario called uh, Beyond the Mountains of Madness, um, which. Uh, takes place in Antarctica, and basically crazy stuff happens when explorers arrive at a lost city. Uh, in the in what happened in this scenario, um, at this one specific point, the investigators are uh, walking down a, uh, a, a a long tunnel underneath a like a big alien tower kind of thing, and it's all ruins. It's all filled with snow, um, and they don't have they, like there's no threat. Really, that they that they've seen beyond the environment, beyond like the the interpersonal conflicts that are going on, um, and so they're just kind of role playing as they're walking around, just kind of talking to each other. And in the background, here the GM start making a noise that sounds like he's kind of wringing out a wet rag, and he just keeps doing that, just over and over and over, and and eventually the, the role playing kind of slows down, and as people are like, "What are you, what are you doing?" And eventually, someone they stop, and someone's like, "Is that what we're hearing?" <laughs> and he uh, and he says, "Yup," and keeps doing it. And they're like, "Okay, we 
uh, walk forward and shine our flashlights. <laughs> well, there's a penguin, and it waddles out of a tunnel. And everyone's like, oh, thank God. And then tentacles come out and ensnare the penguin and drag it back, and little bones fly out. Oh, God, why? Yep. Or in that, I mean, in that vein, uh, the other the other thing, which um, this is in one, actually, I do, uh, I have an example that isn't posted yet, but um, there is a game that I ran in Little Fears that um, followed a sort of, uh, for lack of better terms, sort of a Carcosa kind of deal where everything yep. everything appeared everything appeared normal and then slowly started to become slightly off and in this vein i made a lot of mistakes the first in the first game that i ran that i was unsure of a lot of things for instance like i couldn't remember the name of a place i couldn't remember the name of a bunch of places here and so they just kept changing and i made it a kind of a joke the first the first session and then the second and then the second session i just kept i just kept going with it and actually made it a part of the actually just made it a part of the scenario in addition to just i never said at any point that anything was odd i just kept describing things and just let the players come to their own conclusion that they went <laughs> that uh, they were in an arcade, and they went and they cashed their tickets in, and you still have more tickets. We will, yeah, yeah. If we get another, you, you still have more tickets. Yeah, that was that. We put the we put the we, the guy has a ticket counter. I put it in. It starts counting. It, yeah, yeah. That, that was that you 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 definitely created just, just an amazing atmosphere for that. Uh, just What's funny is because, that wasn't even a that wasn't even a scary thing necessarily. It wasn't, but the thing is, is that like, it's that you were, it's that you never over described things. It's that you just describe, you described these weird things as if they were completely normal, like as, almost as if, almost as if um, it was like it was like you know waking up and walking outside and you know that. That that thing that 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 weird thing has, or well, like like you walk, like, say, you walk outside, walk, walk, like, walk, walk outside, and there's there there's now a bed on your porch. You walk out, you walk outside, and you find you find your you find along with your morning newspaper the the milkman and the blood man have come. Yeah, like and, and, and the thing is, is that is that oh you, he's got what, typo this day, today. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, you you describe the, the like the, like like the weird things in that game with that sort of just calm that sort of calm acceptance as if this is completely normal that yeah, this, there's nothing weird different, here yeah um, and then you know by, by doing so it made it weirder <laughs> it was that it, it made it made us go what uh, what blah? did you already talk about the tickets that yeah, was the, yeah. that was the part i mentioned yeah, there's so there's great. there's another part that I there there it was an it was a natural extension of what I originally planned to do, that you guys ended up figuring out what was going on before I could bring it to its to its fullest extent, but the uh, what is it they they had a they had a map that they opened up in that, and they looked started looking started looking for an exit and they just they just opened the map and oh there's more places to unfold, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it the was, map itself gets larger. It was. It was. It was. It was. It was, it was wild. But the thing is, you still, you still, when you when you described it, you still were just, you you described it as if it was always that way, and you didn't. And the thing is, is and the thing, the, the key thing here is that you never explicitly stated 
it was always that way. Yeah, there was just, it was never it was never a okay, well, here's what's going on. It was just yeah, that's what it is. Yep, it was completely completely frank, you know, I I'm you I'm I'm guessing you thought it out very well because you were in all honesty, I was mostly I, I. In all honesty, I didn't have a whole lot written. I mean, you've read the notes for that. I have. Yeah, yeah. I to be fair, I, you did have me on standby, coming up with, "Oh, do this! It'll be super awesome." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I can, I, I can thank Sam as, as co-GM in that game for coming up with a lot of things. Yep. Um, and also playing, also playing half, uh, like half the characters in that. <laughs> I, was, I was going to say uh, also in regards to also in regards to uh, to uh, descriptions, and this is sort of uh, I guess a bit harking back to something that I mentioned earlier about um, about never deviating from tone when mm. when, you're, when you're setting it. Um, something that I found to be really really effective uh, is I guess I've just, I, I've I've just been calling it a narrative drop. Uh, and it, I, I do it very frequently. Um, it, happen, it happens. It's it, a lot of the a lot of the games that I've run that have been posted on the site um, that go into a very dramatic state or or any sort of horror game. I, I do it in almost every single one of them, and it's 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 always been effective. Uh, it's basically that uh, I'll go from joking and being jovial, lighthearted, and and not a narrative machine to suddenly becoming a narrative machine. Um, and I'll, I'll go from going, basically going from uh, go, going from joking to suddenly just grim seriousness with no warning whatsoever. Can you give an, as, soon, can you, as soon as something happens, it's just gone. There's no there's no more joking. There's no more lightheartedness. There's just this thing that's happening. Well, I think the best example of that when the, recently that happened it hasn't been posted yet, but um, in the latest session of Frida's we we played. Um, uh, we we literally started off with like, okay, what are your characters doing? Uh, playing. We're gonna uh, play. Risk. We're gonna play Risk and Battleship. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. our characters were literally playing board games and being well, my characters being a jackass. But it was, <laughs> you know, it's it, it was it was ridiculous and silly, and we weren't expecting like we were expecting fun times, not oh shit plot. But you know, it, so uh, stuff, you know, silly stuff happens for a little bit, and then oh shit, plot! And it was great. Yeah, and that's that's sort of I guess I guess that's that's, that's sort of it is when you when you set the when when you set a comedic tone, mm-hmm. um, and that's 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 sort of what I mean by by being jovial, being joking as the GM, uh, you know, sort of sort 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 of bantering back and forth with your players and such. You know, you set. You set a, a, a you set a lighthearted tone for your game, and then when you're going to just drop, the, you're just going to just remove the floor on that and just drop it into a serious place. Um, it, yeah. in my experiences, has been incredibly effective to just do it out of nowhere with next to no warning. Yeah, and, drama, and, drama, and horror, especially, are about creating expectations and then severely breaking them. Um, and, and, you know, you can kind of see this, you know, especially with, with what Nate's talking about is, is you can kind of see that in like, in, in slasher films, like, you know, the, the real bad stereotypical horror movies, you'll, you'll see it working is it, it'll be, you know, it, it starts out with, you know, a bunch of high school kids, you know, having fun, drinking, you know, being ridiculous, doing stuff. And then somebody dies, you know, and it's, and it's absurd and silly because it's. You know, campy. 
mm-hmm. but the elements of horror are still there. Well, it's and that it, built up expectation, uh, and the ones that are successful do it by making you think you know what's coming when you really don't. Yeah, well, that's the, the um, in that vein actually, um, and it's how good of a horror film it is is debated a lot. But the one the the thing you just reminded me of a lot is The Ring. Um, the the American release that there the opening scene to that the, the 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 opening like sequence from that has it builds up the point that it builds up your expectation you know this is a horror movie that there are no fewer than ten times in there where it where they you know they have a there's a door frame and you know from a campy slasher film the person opens the refrigerator and blocks at the doorway and then you exp- and then it's like oh shit there's going to be a monster behind that doorway and there isn't and i think one of yeah. the things one of the things that um and then i think we're kind of we're kind of deviating from the subject a little bit here um, i'm, I'm going to get back more, to it here in a second but uh, the, the one the one thing that actually um from a, a different podcast entirely uh, uh, and an analogy they were giving um, that kind of t- take it or leave it this is the this is what I drew from it that a, a good a good horror is a good horror is 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 like bad sex there's just tension built just build up the tension over and over and over again and you never release it <laughs> you just you you you, ju- you just keep uh yeah <laughs> I and I think and that's that's one of the things that and now in the, in the in the vein like they do end up releasing it that they, they do end up releasing it in there eventually just because of that movie like that the, there's but it's it's just, it's just that whole thing that they by taking by just breaking the rules repeatedly taking this one rule yeah. and then breaking it over and over again and somehow doing it in the time frame that you never you think oh man this is going to be the time they do it and they they still don't that actually, that actually does remind me breaking breaking the rules but I'll get to that I'll get to that in a second um you know, just uh, sort of harking back to the point though um I was going to mention Fritas as a whole this is this is this is this is a thing that tends to this this is a thing that tends to happen in Fritas uh that that we all kind of do um, as GMs with Frida's, and this is kind of why Frida's takes a certain sort of emotional roller coaster that it does, is that uh, you know we all we all do kind of start these games being really silly and being really sort of if not silly then, then kind of loopy and you know but go, going going in and out of character. Uh, the the couple make, of Frida's make, make games I've run. Hmm? I said the couple of freeze games I've run beg to differ, but yeah, well, your point stands. I, 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 Matt, <laughs> Matt, Matt, and I who run the most games of Frida's. Frida's. I don't uh, yeah. claim to know what I'm doing in Frida's. <laughs> Matt, you do, but you 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 do this, and it, it it still it still creates this. It still has the same effect, um, where you know you start off by you start off by you know not being fully into character or. I think that's or, just how or, games or I guess not so much people in character like, as it is, um, as it is like you're willing to step out of character and like, you know, banter back and forth with players and such, and you create you create the atmosphere of comedy, of silliness and whatnot, um, and then and and then you do the, then then the then the roller coaster happens when you drop the floor out from from from, from everyone and you just go completely in you you get completely in character for the GM, yeah. 
and then we have the emotional roller coasters. And then what you end up doing, and this happened, this, ha- this happened in many freeze episodes, is that you end up you end up going back, you end up going from this from this point where you've done the narrative, we've done a narrative drop, and you start to build back up to a lighthearted atmosphere, and then do it again. <laughs> and <laughs> that's happened, well, that's happened and in a few episodes, and it, it, it has resulted in this this crazy roller coaster. <laughs> well, and the other thing is like. For all you say in that, what I'm doing is really – I just say I just say something and I just let you guys react to it for 30 minutes. I let yeah, you guys yeah, react which, to it. Which and works, t- yeah. I, I, I do it like microwave popcorn. I hit the start button and wait until the kernel – wait until I stop hearing kernels. <laughs> the thing is that is that you facilitate it. Is you, like you're, you're, you're at, you actively facilitate the mood changes. And you do so by being a good GM. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're attentive <laughs> to what your players are doing. Yeah. And, but, I mean, we have gotten a little far afield of the topic, which was, yeah. you know, simply voice. But, you know... Voice and atmosphere. Vo- yeah. Voice and atmosphere, but voice, you know, making atmosphere. So, yeah. That's, you know, that's kind of... One of the things I'll say is just, you know, we, we recommend, you know, a, a sort of calm demeanor. But, you know, experiment. Do do figure out what whatever... Works the most, but remember to you know kind of keep that image in your head. Be always describing something. Don't don't be making it up on the fly, because that's when it starts to sound bad and you start to lose immersion. Well, yeah. Well, when it's when you when you can't actually, yeah, it's the thing you were saying earlier that when you can't describe it, your when you can't imagine it yourself, nobody else can imagine it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that was you know when I when I I wanted to run the fall harvest so badly because of that image I had of cider apple just striding across the field and kids watching it going oh crap <laughs> yeah oh, cider apple um, and uh, you know it's I, I I just kind of feel like it's like, like, like it's you know, important again to, to mention that 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 the voice is all is 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 still the GM as a character. Yeah. Um, is so so uh, when you are kind of in character as the GM, which is, which isn't say in character as a GM PC or whatnot, but in character as the GM, just being a narrative machine, um, you it's easier to set a mood. Um, it's e- it's easier to set a mood that will keep your players completely in character and completely immersed if you yourself are immersed in the GM as a character. Yeah. There are times you can be too immersed. I've done that once. <laughs> I think that's 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 Pat, there the the Eternal Glades session one, where I just didn't I just didn't step out of character as the GM and just had you guys go around this abandoned camp where you thought you were supposed to be and investigate nothing for an hour. <laughs> well, you can you can you, I mean you can balance it as necessary, but. But still, I mean, if, if 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 it's necessary to sort of step out of character as the GM, then you know, by all means, um, to, to, if it's necessary to step out of character as the GM to kind of like push your players towards the towards the actual towards the actual thing, or make make it clear that there's nothing to investigate here, uh, you know, by all means, do so. Uh, but still, when 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 creating atmosphere yeah. um, with your voice. Uh, which, which is with your voice alone, which is something that we've had to do, that we've had kind of the biggest challenge here as you know, in, the, in the Drunk and Ugly, uh, because we're all we only have each other's voices. Yeah, we're, we're we are rarely, rarely ever. Sorry, uh, we are rarely, rarely ever in person to create an atmosphere with actual gestures. Um, 
So we we the only way we can create an atmosphere is by our voices. Uh, but so, so yeah, when doing so, it is it, it, it is incredibly important to stay in character as the GM, and that kind of that in a way facilitates your voice as the GM too. Yeah, yeah, and keep in mind this is us. You know, this is us giving giving our advice on a. On this a is us talking about. Use. This is us talking about how great we are. For no. <laughs> what, what, well, what what I'm saying is, you know, this this is us advocating a certain kind of role play and an RPG game style. I mean, if if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. That's that's fine. But you know, feel free to experiment. Try you know, try some of this stuff. See if your players react to it. You know, if if your players are are, you know, very much a okay, I want to hit them with my stick. How do I roll dice? You know, I don't want to hear about, you know, things being described. Try and work it in subtly. Use your voice to shift, you know, to, to signal tone changes. Uh, you know, it, it it doesn't have to be overt. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the, like, one of the things is when I actually, I haven't actually noticed that I, that I, that I do that voice. It, it's just the thing I, I noticed, I noticed that I am doing it, but I never intentionally just go to it yeah well i mean part of it's muscle memory uh, it really is yeah. and that's you know and, and it kind of i mean we're kind of getting into like uh, theater theory here or, with acting theory. i guess it's a but it's I, a you know practice and get good at it thing <laughs> yeah exactly no it's 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 100 muscle memory just like you know any other task that you do um but uh, like how I can't I can't necessarily help it. The uh, the more the more the more serious the scene, the more the more it sounds like I'm uh, the more the more, it so- the more my voice breaks and it sounds like I'm ready to cry. Yeah, I don't no, know it, why. It's 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 a thing that happens. <laughs> I'm not actually ready to cry. It's just my voice cracks and breaks when I'm uh, when I'm when I'm like getting really really serious in uh, in, in in narrating a scene. No. It just naturally happens. All right, so I think that's us being spent on on this topic. Um, though, I mean, we this is just something that that we that we sort of this is just something that, that that we just sort of like we're talking about earlier, and it was like, huh, you know, maybe this would be a really cool thing to talk about, um, you know, in a newsy segment. Uh, yeah. As you know, as before, we've you know we've brought in Ross Payton to you know chat about game design and whatnot. Um, that being said, if you guys actually have anything you'd like us to talk about, you can always yeah, ask we, us. Yeah, send you know, send in send in your send in your comments. If you've got you know comments questions pertaining to this you know this topic, if you've got a cool story about how you did you know, how you use this kind of thing, or if you want to you know try and experiment with it, you know, let us know. We'll we'll be happy to help out or listen or you know just laugh at you for failing. <laughs> um, laugh but, with you. Laugh with yeah, you about the, the, our own failures. <laughs> but yes, uh, as I said, if there, if there are also other topics you would like us to 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 address, or other questions you have for us, feel free to feel free to pitch them at us. We will, uh, we if, if 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 it's something we can go on for a you know a big thirty minute segment on, you know, by all means we will. Let's be honest. What what can't we go on for a big thirty minute segment about? Yeah, yeah. Ponies Things. are they pretty? I we I could I could break down the objective definition of pretty pony. And talk about it at length. We would get into like cultural discussions. Shit would be real. The only thing uh, I can get into cultural discussions about is cool. You know what, Sam? The the worst thing is that I can see how that would happen, and yeah. I can see how I could participate in that. Yeah, no, I know, right? This you makes me like, unhappy as a human being. God damn it! <laughs> 
Anyway, uh, that's lip, lip, lip theory broke me. <laughs> it broke <laughs> me, me too, Nate. person. Me too. Yeah, so that's our uh, that's our, our uh, suggestions and, and role playing advice for the you know since we're back newsies yay yay I, I we might do more of these we should I mean we will do more of them it's just there's no really established schedule for them I mean which is probably of, why they keep happening yeah yeah we just we, 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 just kind we, of we like, used to have a schedule kind of. Well, I mean, we just, we just go, oh, hey, there are these comments and questions here, or, oh, hey, we have this idea here. Let's do a newsie. Yeah, <laughs> so... Every, every so often. Yeah, so write, write in, and, and the more you write in, the more we'll talk back to you guys. Yep, very much. And let Nate know you want a forum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, let me just go, because it's been a while since we've uh, done a segment, so I'm going through, like, um, two months' worth of comments here. Yeah. Um, I can start with the emails because I can find I found those already. Yeah, go for it. All, yeah. all one of them. Two, if we want to get nasty. Um, oh my! I, I mean that. I, I mean that pretty quickly. No, I know. You told me about that one. All right. So we got the the uh, the blind artist uh, writes in to us. Uh, Dear the drunk and ugly, I stumbled upon your podcast while searching for little fear scenarios and listened to the Camp of ARP. I enjoyed it. I then went on to listen to everything else you guys have and have posted and have come to love the antics you guys get up to. I wish I had a group half as creative and entertaining as you guys. Just like every, like just everyone who listens to your stuff, I've become a huge fan of Frida's. It has a very Saturday morning cartoon feel to it. I love listening to it whenever it gets posted. I'm not only good at fan art, but I have a gift for you guys. And this guy actually went, um, actually went on to, uh, there's a there's 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 a bit here of where he describes the things that I'm going to describe, which is that he in GIMP actually or I'm saying he because I don't know when he's what I describe uh, default to because it is a weird pronoun. Um, Could always use they. No. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing the thing that the thing that he sent us is uh, actual floor plans to Mrs. Frieda's halfway house. Um, based on the old floor plans that Manda drew up back in, I want to say, like, last April, around session six or eight um, of the game. And yeah, that. yeah, and then also a second one based on how we've described it in the show, which is slightly different. Not too much, but you can find those up on our wiki. Um, they are surprisingly detailed. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. No, I mean, they're they're awesome. They're the thing. Cool. Is, the thing is, the thing is that, that the thing I find really really cool about that is um is basically you know how I mean uh, this blind artist uh, should be listening to this. I, I want to, I want to commend you on your attention to detail here, and I'm just going to assume that you've taken many an architecture course or are or or are yourself um, a certified architect. They actually pointed uh, us to the uh, to. Um, I've been used do drawing a lot lately. I've been using it a lot lately to uh, draw practice maps of buildings and sitting cities using tutorials pulled from the cartographersguild.com forums. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that you actually, I mean, the, the very fact that you actually had such that you had um, the attention to detail to actually make the place structurally sound. <laughs> 
that's, that's my favorite. Is that really the difference between the the two two versions? Is that one makes sense as a building, the other kind of just maybe might, but nah. Yeah, he actually but he I mean, actually included a including, water heater like, and stuff. Yeah, including including you know the including everything that's necessary to make it a building. <laughs> water, know, water heater, heater storage <laughs> spaces, storage spaces. <laughs> you know things along those lines. That attendant like, room actually, we mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 actually this it's actually this you know really incredibly impressive professional looking piece of mechanical drawing. Yeah, you wouldn't believe that he did it in he did it freehand in GIMP. Yeah, and um and um and I I just want to you know I I just want to say really really good job. I I I I I can appreciate the amount of work you put into that. I. It was at one point a goal in my life to actually be an architect, and I studied it. I, I studied. I studied it intensively enough to realize that I didn't want to be an architect, but I still know enough about it to see how much detail you put into this thing. <laughs> and excellent job. And then uh, he also goes on to write that uh, I have an ulterior, ulterior motive for writing this up. I mostly. Uh, enjoy your podcast, but partly I love the setting so much I want to run my own version of Mrs. Frida's In Little Fears. Nah. Nah. Uh, I don't know if you want to have this in the recording or not, but should we talk about the possibility of Little Frida's? Little Frida's. As Frida's as like a as like a source book or something? Or? Yeah, we've uh, been we've been considering that. Yeah, we've been we've been kicking uh, this. Uh, I guess this is gonna stay in the recording. We've been kicking the idea around. Um, uh, I kind of uh, – w- the way I see it is it's basically like a source book for how to do sort of player-driven monsters in a particular setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in this – yeah, because we, we – I mean you, that's one of the things that uh, Ross Payton actually talked about trying to write for this game. And the thing the thing about that is that you, you have to set up a cosmology for the game because you can't just – there's there the, the the core game is just a toolkit. It's just there is this thing, but it could also happen this way. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, in the base setting for the game alone, there are like three different ways. Um. Just based on how much knowledge the public has about monsters, that there is something closer to Frida's, which uh, uh, I think actually they 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 might have taken that one out in the new version. That there was ugly secrets. That is the more horror. That was the more horror-driven one, and it's closer to Frida's because it's the world where no, barely anybody knows anything. There's just the the governmental agencies know about it, and then but then there's also uh, Welcome to Mars, which is the uh, I, I I think that in the title of it, it's kind of Veronica Mars inspired. It's a high school high school scenario where monsters are a publicly known thing and if you have one okay don't burn stuff down you know <laughs> and, and 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 one of the things i like is how much it changes that there's this how much the dynamic of it changes when people know that there are monsters because one of one of the big one of the plot hooks that's thrown into the into the welcome to mars campaign jumpstart is you know oh man the 33rd the 33rd street rollers have been talking about you know going to war with the latin kings and oh shit one of the rollers just got a monster <laughs> <laughs> and it's like and and just that 
and then it, and then it, going all the way to the Saturday morning cartoon style extreme monster fighting league where monsters are part of the labor force. Monsters are a publicly accepted thing and everybody knows everything about them and they're used in everything from, you know, uh, like used everything from like courier services to medicine to uh, well the titular extreme monster fighting league where big vicious monsters beat each other up on national TV for fabulous cash prizes and I mean that's one of the things that in if we were to do a source book it would be more confined to this setting because that's well, I mean, yeah, that's part, it's partly, what, that's, it's partly what, that's what a source book is. <laughs> yeah, it's what it's what we've done. It's what you guys seem to really like, and we have had we've had we've had the potential for a ton of really cool adventures in this setting with this cosmology, with these kind of with this toolkit, and you know we kind of want to you know help other people have that. And additionally, there beyond beyond just the city of Troy, I mean, there's so much other stuff we've written up for this partially to make our own beautiful and unique snowflakes but partially just to expand the world as a whole um there there are just so many there's so much backstory to this whole setting that hasn't seen the light of day because it's just there for us to have a, a sort of um inspiration for our characters yeah just something to draw upon and so yeah, that's that's a potential thing. Yeah, um, and, and I guess I guess I guess, I guess, I guess the, potential, potential, the potential for that increases by demand. So. And for for, well, for, for, by, for the, by demand and, and whether or not Shane Ivey decides to lynch us for writing things for his book or not. Yeah, well, we can always we can always ask Shane Ivey. Hey, can we write this thing for your book? And if he says no, we can go. Uh, we'll right. write this. We'll, we'll write this. Just... We'll write this source book that's compatible with Monsters and the Challenge. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, and hey, it's also, it's also possible to make it compatible with a little fears too. Yeah. yeah, we could just write it to be independent of systems. I mean, when yeah. you get and when you get into it, little fears isn't that isn't that. I mean, as the blind as, as, as the yeah. blind as the blind art, even, even the regular edition. The regular yeah, edition yeah. is closer to the Mrs. Frieda's version of Monsters because Monsters in that are just brutal yeah yeah and the thing i mean the thing that we haven't gotten into too much because this is just i mean we've we've done this already in frida's we've done this a couple of times in frida's is when a monster attacks a person that is not supernatural in any way it is brutal it is gruesome it is incredibly quick yep uh odin killing that one guy for instance yeah that that was a very short fight and then two rounds of combat yeah 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 and that was it's a thing, and and going off topic, it's a thing we don't talk about too much. That like, I, I one of, one of the things I had for I had for that is um I remember, really that's one thing is you just have, kind of have to learn early on in, in the game is that it's not about it's not about for the most part it's not about setting up challenges it's about dealing with the aftermath because <laughs> yeah. the first thing I was thinking is like man. This guy is not going to be able to get in there and like kidnap the, any of these kids because their monster just going to kill him. And then I'm like, wait, then he'll be dead. Monster just going to kill him. <laughs> well, no, it's like, wait, then he'll be dead. <laughs> They'll just have killed somebody. <laughs> and all of a sudden, yep. in my head, I'm like, plot. <laughs> I'm like, this is how you do a game. <laughs> 
And it was a wonderful, wonderful thing. The last yep. horse crossed the finish line. Um, <laughs> and uh, let's see. Oh, and our second email comes in from Ira Abernathy saying, Fine hot local singles. Who, who wants to get laid? <laughs> oh, my. Thanks for writing in, Ira. <laughs> Thanks for writing to admin. <laughs> I don't know how you got this email address. Do we have any uh, any any uh, questions? I'm, I'm, I'm going through I'm going through those. Um, uh, okay, uh, one one question that I was wondering when it would come in was in response to Deadlands: The Crucible Part Three. So, did this story ever actually end? The answer is no, not yet. Uh, we I started I started posting that around the time that it looked like uh, James was going to be free enough to finish it and then all of a sudden um things in his life got it really unbearably real and we had to put it on uh, we had to put it on hold yeah um we have plans to finish it eventually um and now that uh, they may be carried out eventually yeah well i mean james is on summer break from school he'll be a lot freer yeah we might post that fallout game we've been talking about yeah um <laughs> we might play more of it <laughs> Yeah, playing more of it would be rad because I didn't get to play it, and I really want to. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it, I mean, the whole, the whole thing James had set up and everything was just a really, it was just a really cool thing. It was he just made, it, he, I mean, he would he outright wrote up this place, he wrote up some towns, he wrote up some some factions, and it was just like, yeah, no, go have fun, be Fallout. Yeah. And then <laughs> it's just a really cool thing. Yeah, it put this it put this whole um she managed to start putting a, a bit into the I mean exploration is the big thing in Fallout and he really yeah. started getting into that. Yeah, he started putting in things to explore. Yeah, it was like, there was yeah, awesome. Yeah, there's all these yeah, it's it's it is we're in quite quite literally in a sandbox. Yeah. Some of it's made of glass. <laughs> from bombs <laughs> um so let me see uh this isn't this is, has no relevance to anything i just uh, I constantly laugh whenever i read this line from luffy 316 on the fiasco game robert hodgins must die it starts out with it started out with so many southern puns i thought it was an episode of hee-haw <laughs> <laughs> see um oh yeah also a couple of things um i guess yeah if you guys have any tech if you guys are having any technical problems with the site feel free to comment those in and i'll investigate them that's happened in a couple of these games um and i'm glad that uh people let me know so i can try and fix them oh yeah also um another fan artist that that's been submitting a lot of things um who uh, uh just goes by the handle chris uh but he has a uh, you can see all all of his stuff at crazon.deviantart.com, um, and I'll post a link to that because he posted some rad stuff, and I like what he does. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, he did a, did a couple. I, I like that in his in his mind, Leadbot apparently blew up Troy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do anything right. Yep. Let's see. Um... Leadbot is the best character. Matt, thank you for making this character. <laughs> yep, it's the best character ever to come off the back of a t-shirt. I like that when I first showed that to somebody, it's like, did you rip off the robot from Fooly Cooly? Like, no, I actually ripped off this other robot. 
Oh yeah, somebody asked about the about the rules for safe. Um, oh, did they really? Yeah, uh, it was actually the first. Oh, it was actually the first thing that uh, Chris posted. Um, and this is it's a very straightforward system, so I could just say the rules here that it is. Um, it follows the it follows all the all the traits from Fallout, which is uh, the ones that spell out special strength, perception, endurance, charisma, intelligence, agility, and luck. Um, all of those start at 1d6 minus 1. You get a couple of write-in skills at plus 2 and a couple of write-in skills at plus 4. And the d- resolution mechanic is a d20 plus a stat plus a skill if you can spin it right. And that is all of the rules for that game. <laughs> yep, it just it just proceeds as kind of as it will. I mean, there's no, there's only no mechanic for health or anything. You just kind of make endurance checks to, to not die. Uh, if you get hit by something, you make the, endurance. Yeah, every, everything's basically, all the bookkeeping is in the hands of the GM. Yeah, essentially. I mean, that's why, uh, that's, that's why there has been, that's why there is one game where somebody got their arm cut off and cauterized with a frying pan. Yeah. Of the three games of that that have been, four games of that that have been posted on the site. Um, we did have, I think there was one where we did health, although, well, we didn't do health so much as you rolled a die for damage, and if you rolled a five or a six, you killed it. Oh, yeah, somebody asked what animals we own. Oh, yeah. In response to how Gunny is part of our cast now. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, obviously, Amanda and I only, only, own, only, only own one animal. We own Gunny. That's it. What did man what? just yell? She said the best animal. Okay. What is the best animal? Gunny. Oh yeah, that's true. And then I don't personally own any animals. My parents owned five cats and a. Oh, are we answering the what animals do you guys have? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I own two cats. One of which is in, sometimes incredibly vocal. She likes to yowl at nothing. Um, I also have a dog. He's cute. <laughs> Is a red lab mix. Oh, there we go. I finally got back to our last. Um, I got back to our last newsies episode. <laughs> Some of these are very outdated. Um, let's see, Sam. In response to that game you ran four weeks ago, Sam, does your scenario have someone with martial arts or a shotgun or a scientist with access to chemistry or explosives? <laughs> No, you you reject. No, it does uh, you, not. You, 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 <laughs> no, it does. It does. It does have. It does have that. Uh, it does have that. Ent- it did have that entomologist who ha- who had a, a a hobby of collecting antique maxims, right, and keeping them fully cleaned and loaded at all times. Yep, and in full repair. <laughs> in his in his closet, he has one for every member of the party. <laughs> Let's see, um, and also Sam posts why is it that my grammar is so poor when doing these posts all right i feel like we've hit the bottom of the barrel that was his actual question on this hold on well i'm on the i'm on the other uh i'm on the other um questions for the newsies here let's see oh yeah this is actually in response to things we answered in the last newsies so we'll kind of go we, we can hit this and see if any of it is answerable uh, I can see how Doug is kind of a mech character for you, but he was born t- during the I Punch Him in the Throat era of the podcast. Fun fact, Doug Price was Doug Price is a mech character because he was the first character I ever made in Monsters and Other Childish Things. 
He was originally paired with Shoddy McKean, the, six, the, the formerly six-foot-tall time-traveling electric rabbit. Formally. What's funny is Shoddy McKean persists, persists to be an interesting character, while Doug Price has actually really nev- never been a particularly interesting character. And then also, yeah, Donnie, Donnie ended up taking a bigger role in Road Trip because he was a guy that couldn't do anything. And in the early sessions of Road Trip, I never wanted to have any GMPC that could have any meaningful impact on the plot. So Doug just disappeared for a while. <laughs> I just yeah. said he's off doing something with Donnie. He's off in this place and can't come here. And then at some point I stopped mentioning him because I didn't think I was ever going to be able to play him. So I'm just like, well, we'll just vanish. <laughs> we'll just go away. And then I got to play him. So he came back and then proceeded to persist in the world. <laughs> um, actual characters. Those actual things. Yep. Um, myself and another player in this local group have this weird thing where we often come up with better ideas for characters after we've already started playing the game. Probably this is because the real creativity only seems to start churning after we've been playing a bit. Thankfully, I've. Good comment. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I love the way you sort out the communal GM, the communal GM, the free to... I love the way you sort of communal GM the Freitas campaign and think one of the games I play could benefit hugely from adopting that model. How, why did you decide to do it that way, or did it just happen naturally? Were you inspired? Well, I could just, we can just start by that one and follow all the rest of the questions from here. Uh, it. I don't think we actually intended to make it communal. Well, actually, no, no, no. We did intend to make it communal um, from the from the very get go because I had. I recall that when I when I when I first when I ran the first session of Frida's, uh, I uh, I intended I, I, the only reason I even made a GM PC was specifically so that should another GM run this, I have someone to play. Yeah, the intent was always to have it be. I mean, the intent with Frida's was always to have it be this side story that we could just derp around in if we wanted something that wasn't super serious. <laughs> And well, how long that lasted? Yeah, no, that lasted all of like what? How long is the first session? An hour? Well, no, it it was three. <laughs> it was three sessions. There was the one. I guess. I guess it, there is the where is the part where you kick off the entire plot by using Condor, yeah, yeah exactly. to, to run away from Frida at a movie theater. And then I got this whole thing like, oh man, I've always wanted to use the Men in Black. Thanks for giving me a reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and Elder Dane and yeah. Yeah. No, shit, shit just got real plot heavy real fast, and it was awesome. Yeah. And we've never looked back. Yeah, uh, it, it, it is. Nate, what's, what's the line you've used to describe this? It has been a large experiment that is... Uh, uh, um, the way I've yeah. described Frida's is basically is that it was an experiment in GMing that succeeded as much as it failed. And that it succeeded at being something different than what we were actually trying to make it. Um, there, I mean, there was a point where we sort of had it, we sort of had an had an idea in mind for what we wanted to do with it that we that we wanted to do it in a rotating GMs kind of way. Um, and then we tried, then we experimented with the idea of rotating GMs, and we failed miserably at it. Well, yeah, we well. accidentally succeeded in creating a specific atmosphere for freedoms by basically making a kind of a um, basically making kind of a an, an exquisite corpse of a plot. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of we 
we we have we have the the left the left hand doesn't know what the right hand doesn't know what the Zaphod Beeblebrock's hand is doing. Um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 a very strange exquisite corpse, but it is kind of in its own right. It's still an exquisite corpse. Um, and at some point, all the plot threads just kind of turned this giant rat king that we had to. <laughs> yeah. Fucking uh, rat king. It always comes down to the rat king. Uh, you know, not only have to deal with that somehow, but uh, yeah. Uh, nonetheless, um, we experimented experiment with that, with, with doing retain GMing. Uh, we failed miserably with it, um, but in the process created something that was, you know, in our opinion, um, good. We, we enjoy it tremendously. Uh, we learned from our mistakes greatly in the, uh, in the Little Fears campaign. Yeah, we learned from our mistakes greatly, and we basically, we basically, what we ended up doing with the Little Furious campaign was that we were we, that we were just like, okay, we're going to not do the things we failed at in Fritas, but do the things we succeeded at in Fritas. And so, you know, we kind of went with the idea of of making the actual meta plot itself a an exclusive corpse, while still doing rotating GMs and. And, and and you know doing things along the lines of um, only one GM per session and people et cetera et cetera et cetera. Uh, yeah, we we will never again have something happen along the lines of a GM asks a GM to make a spot hidden check. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that needs to never happen again. Yeah, that was uh, admittedly that's the only time we ever did that. That's the only time it ever got that bad. Yeah, but it still did at one point get that bad, and that's kind of a testament to what I'm saying is how much it was. Yeah, uh, it 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 how it failed at what we were trying to accomplish, but created something different. Yeah, and I think yeah, it just because our idea was let's create three individual complete campaigns, yeah, and play them all at once. <laughs> Which and I think the thing like a lot of the problems with Frida's were just because we never planned for it to get as big as it did. We didn't expect this to have like there are there are a number of issues because like half of not even half the characters like two or three of the characters are in middle school. So once we started school, we had to break it up because the characters can't go to the same school. Yeah. We had we we had we had written it like we had sealed our own we we had you know sealed our own grave in that department. We, <laughs> it's true. And, yeah. and I know I, um, and yeah, I don't know why we expected that to not be a, could not be a, the clusterfuck that it was. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's kind of I, I guess that's probably the best word best way to describe how. Uh, you know where 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 we realized where we failed is that we had created a clusterfuck. <laughs> like we had we didn't we didn't plan enough. We didn't bounce off of each other enough. We, yeah. We did we did our own independent things and built our own independent things too much. Like Sam Sam went off built his own independent things. Matt built his own independent things. I built my own independent things. Charlie built his own independent things. And then eventually they all huh what? <laughs> yeah. Not Manda. Not yet. Yeah. She's still she's she's her her thing is still a work in progress. She's still working on it. <laughs> it'll be but, it'll be you guys when it comes it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> Nevertheless, I mean everyone who's GM Frida's, we've done that. Like yeah, we we've all built our own individual our own individual kind of meta plots. Really, we've all we've made four meta plots and then 
we every time we GM, we keep, we kind of build more and more on our on our individual meta plots, and we didn't necessarily balance them off of each other. We didn't necessarily try and combine them into our into, into like. In all fairness, about uh, about five or ten sessions into what we call season two, I um we did end up like talking and at least giving each other enough information to make sure we're not stepping on each other's toes when we started introducing new plots. But even then, it's still, you know, about 10, 15 sessions into season two. It basically, it basically became clear that this is, this is a mess. This is, this is, this is, this is a mess of a story that it's, that, that, that it's just like, that, that it was just that like the actual ideas that we all had were really, really good. But ultimately, what it was was just a garbage dump of cool ideas. <laughs> so you got that to look forward to, listeners. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, no, 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 I mean, no, the, no. The point. The point is. The point is. Frida's didn't co- didn't become a cohesive thing for quite a while. Yeah. Um. So also, it's. I, I just wanted. I just wanted to say this much. Yeah. We also. What we ultimately ended up doing was after we realized that it was just a. It was just a. A garbage dump of really cool things. Um, we, you know, a few of us got together and sort of sorted it out and, you know, picked the, picked the things that were really cool, picked the things that weren't so cool, put it in this pile here, put it in this pile here, and we got together and actually made a cohesive thing out of it. Yeah, we, yeah. We, there's a we point. Sort, there's, sort it out. We, we, yeah. we, so, we, we untangled the rat tail. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so the, this, this season, the first part of season two of, of Frida's is going to seem a little, uh, uh I guess. I mean, you've heard it. ADD. I mean, yeah, you, you've heard you've heard pretty much the worst of it so far, and you know it gets it gets. I think pretty much it gets better from here. Like, yeah, it really like, does. Like, I mean, and and there's there there's a lot of there's a lot of random plots that seem to get left hanging, and except for one that is just been unavoidable, we circle back around to them. So just. <laughs> Bipolar, yes, thank you, Amanda. That's what I was looking for. Um, it just Frida's gets better. Trust, trust us. Well, I guess I guess it's not so much because one of the things is is that you know the way, way we've played it out is that it's not so much that it's even a matter of saying that it gets better as as the stuff we have out there isn't. Awful. It, yeah, it gets it gets more focused. Yeah, it's it's just it's just that we had no focus. Yeah, really. It, yeah. yeah. Oh, All I, of you I, listening in, you thought this was a professional program. <laughs> well, that said, I again want to reiterate that it was a learning experience, um, and it was a thing that we realized what to do and what not. And it's something that we actually, as I said before, was something we, we did with the Little Fears campaign that we're, that we're playing now. Uh, so I hope you guys certainly look forward to that, because we this we did we did we're running this kind of in the same style that we ran Frida's, um, plus all of the GMing experience and writing experience that we got from Frida's. Yeah, we we um, well, listen, just just keep listening. Yeah, just stick with it. You'll you'll love it. Yeah, <laughs> or else I'm looking at you, you right there. I'm looking Get at I'm looking at you, face. Mark. Get that smirk off your face. All right. Um, anyway, well, right. let's let's, let's, answer, we, let's answer one or two more questions. Yeah, there's only a couple more questions, questions actually. We, we we adequately we adequately answered the question nonetheless. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, uh, there's only yeah, there's only a couple. Um, a lot of the questions are we have answered in our in our discussion of this. That was did you did, or did you base it on any group storytelling RPG systems? Nope. Um, <laughs> when I started listening to Frida's, it reminded me of Fiasco Game, where everyone got us a chance to tell their stories. It was also reminiscent of Prime Time Adventures, which you should check out and play if you haven't already. Uh, every character gets a spotlight episode, as it were, and they can tell the story they want with their own character. I've heard a lot of good things about Primetime Adventures, and I, I think I actually I've actually ne- I've actually never heard of it. It sounds it's a, cool. It's a it is a uh, it's a game basically um, as far as I understand, and I think I actually have a copy of it that I just haven't read. Um, you're the there's there's two different plots where you're basically um, you're playing out episodes from a TV show, but you're also running and writing the TV show. Nice. Oh, that's really I think cool. one of the things that we, one of the reasons we haven't played it is because the resolution mechanic involves cards or something. Uh, I know okay. Sean Sean had a plan. Sean had a plan to to run it at some point a long long time ago, and we just haven't. But uh, yeah, some sometime sometime we should yeah sometime we'll give it a look because we yeah I I'm pretty sure I own it actually. It's All just right. and I uh, the the first review I had actually heard about it. Um, which I don't know if this is good for Primetime Adventures or bad for the other system, was that somebody, the, the original review I had read about it was somebody talking about um, really wanting to play a space western game because they really liked Firefly. And they found out, oh, there's a Serenity role-playing game. And it's <laughs> like, that really didn't feel like Firefly. So I picked up Primetime Adventures, and in Primetime Adventures, we decided to make Firefly. And it worked better than the game based on Firefly. <laughs> I've played the Serenity RPG. It's god awful. It's just terrible. What is what 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 is what is wrong with it? Do you you know the Penny Arcade strip that's the the joke about them making a Firefly MMO where it's like, you know, you've got the the um the uh the whore with a you know with a, with a heart of gold, the the creepy girl with a strange past, you know, that those kind of the smuggler and just, everybody just yeah. rolls shaman. <laughs> Yeah, everybody just rolls shaman. That's the that's literally what the Firefly RPG is. So it's, it's just you can you can you here's how you play as Wash. Here's how you play as Mal. Here's how you play yeah, as it's, Zoe. It's the same like, it's I the same don't... problem that all the Star Wars games have run into. That they say yeah, they say exactly. smuggler, but they have a picture of Han fucking Solo. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> Plus, like the res- the dice mechanics suck. It doesn't make any sense. It's it's just bad. Yeah, so that's the that that is the um, I can't remember who did the review, but I can ju- I'll just summarize. Uh, Primetime Adventures. It's a better system to play Firefly than the actual Firefly playing system. <laughs> um, let me see. Uh, oh yeah, there. Um, also, this is a this is an older one that we never addressed. That was. Um, uh, there was a mentioned feel of the difference between Little Fear's original edition and a Little Fear's Nightmare edition. Oh, uh, oh boy. Are we going to talk about this? The atmosphere so far uh, in Nightmare Edition APs is dark and creepy but survivable. Almost like the old adage, every cloud is a silver lining. Just these clouds happen to be at a storm front. Alright, so should I, should, I, should, I, should I explain this? Should I explain the differences between the original edition and the Nightmare Edition? I don't know if you want to. I'm 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 up for it. Um, I think the really the the best like way to describe 
um, this the difference between Nightmare Edition and uh, Original Edition and Nightmare Edition is is pretty much just the module in the back of the book. Um, the module in the back of Original Edition just kind of just it 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 it, it sets the tone for the original edition and it is grim it, it, it is grim it is dismal it's almost nigh beatable um in terms of, like, you can you can you can win it but you can never really truly win it uh this 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 module um spoilers i'm sorry for anyone who wants to who wants to do it if if if, if you if you if you if spoilers you, if you, don't listen to this section listeners this is the last question you can just stop listening here <laughs> um, there you go. Basically, basically entails that uh, one player character is obligated to play the child of a certain NPC, at least one. Suddenly, out of nowhere, a child, a, a something that looks like it's something that resembles a child, comes around and starts terrorizing your father and then two other guys. Um, and. What you know, you 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 know, you're kind of what you obviously you want to keep your father from getting hurt, uh, and you know you sort of investigate this and all, and, and all that jazz, and uh, what you end up finding out is that you know you, this this character, this NPC who's your father, um, uh, would and these two other guys who, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong about this because it's been a while since I read it, but if I remember correctly, it's um, one guy is a rich entrepreneur who who gives to charity constantly. Uh, your father is a really good guy that raises you to be uh, that's trying to raise you to be a respectable adult, and the other guy is a drunk who is in who is sunk into a depression that you just can't get out of, um, and just drinks himself to a stupor every single day practically. Uh, and what you end up finding out through investigation is that this child is a revenant. That he has come back to life on the third, like the, it's like the twenty or thirty year anniversary of his and his mother's death, in which these three guys, before they had, you know, before your father had you, and you, you being the player character, uh, these three guys in a drunken, drug-induced madness, raped and killed his mother, and then beat him to death. It is a completely unwinnable scenario. Specifically because if you beat the Revenant, if you go and kill the Revenant or take care of the Revenant in some way, no justice is served. If you let the Revenant do as it's going to do, it's going to kill your father. If you try and take justice into your own hands, your father goes to jail and you are fatherless. If you just kind of go hands off, you go the rest of your life, your your, your player character goes the rest, rest of his, his or her life knowing that their father raped and killed somebody when he was in his late teens slash early 20s. It is such a grim and dismal, unwinnable scenario, and it sets the precedent for what Original Edition is. And that Original Edition, by the end of it, is going to traumatize your characters somehow, some way. You will never come out of an Original Edition module or Original Edition scenario without scars. You're, even if you survive, you are never going to be the same again. Nightmare Edition pulls back on this a bit. Um, it keeps the same creepy atmosphere. It it keeps the same. You know, it it, it has the clause land is there. The, the the creepy things are there, but they're a lot more subtle. Um, for instance, in the book, uh, rather rather than just you know constantly going with uh, a really just just a really gritty sort of way of going about it, 
what you know what Jason Blair does uh, with in in, um, in Nightmare Edition. I, I I say this to his credit immensely is he'll be describing something and then throw in one off statement, just this one off sentence in the middle of a paragraph that just kind of strikes you and makes you go what? And then he just keeps going as if that sentence never happened. And then that creates the sort of that, that creates the concepts that are the monsters. There's those sort of side subtle remarks. Um, and the thing with it is that in Nightmare Edition, you can win. It you can win without coming without without coming out scarred, and you can do so by you know via, via belief magic. You know, like putting in putting in uh, putting in childish belief. To come out of something with a happy ending. Well, and in uh, some module. and in some mm-hmm. in some cases, you don't even have to kill the monster. Yeah, yeah. The monsters themselves are designed as to to want something, and sometimes you know the monsters want something awful that you just your option is to kill the monster or die. But some monsters, like for instance, in the in, in the book, um, in, in the book uh, there is a uh, there's kind of like a default monster, like a, a template monster is just a zombie. And the way uh, Jason Blair actually describes the zombie, like, uh, this, this zombie is kind of part of the, the Little Fears canon, um, is that the zombie has come back because someone defaced its tombstone. And what it wants is for someone to fix its tombstone. Yeah, I think you the, can solve the entire problem by fixing its tombstone. Yeah, and I think they and and the thing is they incorporate that into the actual rules that the actual. Uh, the actual description for the zombie is this zombie is a regular monster. It is scary when it gets up after taking a beating. It wants its tombstone fixed. Yeah, that is part of the zombie's actual. That's just how you write a monster. It is scary when it and it wants. Yep. Um, and you know, it it you can do. The thing is, is with Nightmare Edition is you can do you you can play it like you play original edition by shunting belief powers i mean as this the as the vanilla game goes i mean belief has a lot more power in this than it does in the original edition but you can also like i said you can pull it back if you want to create a darker atmosphere and actually uh, i'm sorry to interrupt. We, we actually we, we actually do that a bit in the little fierce campaign because um, one of the things is is that is that uh belief um belief uh restores um, per session, it completely restores per session. And what we did for our campaign actually is that uh, is that um, if it's a it belief restores per scenario or per module. Um, so if it's a multi-session scenario, uh, you you keep the same amount of belief that you had in the last session. Yeah, and that's um, one other thing I I want to throw in that's an interesting an interesting thing they 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 describe um, is that they. Uh, they being Jason Blair, so he. I say they when I should be saying he, and I say he when I should be saying they. <laughs> it's opposite Monday, um, or j- neutral Monday. I don't know. Um, in any case, the um, the one of, one of the things I found interesting that Jason Blair mentions uh, is that this is Little Fears is also set up in a sort of uh, toolkit approach, in that he mentions that there is a uh, that there is dark fantasy where belief is even stronger um then there's the core then there's the i don't remember what the core setting is called um i think childhood horror is the is what the core setting that's just the core setting yeah yeah and then the and then the other one is that there's true horror which is belief magic either doesn't exist or is limited but one of the things i find interesting is that 
if you also re- if you do true horror and also remove the monsters, you can just play Goonies. Yeah, yeah. You can just be children going on adventures, and it's yeah. like, and it's it's interesting just because just because of the thing. It's like it is you you are perfectly capable of playing this playing this game as children in a completely normal world. Yeah, it's in my I mean in my opinion. Um, Nightmare Edition is a better game than a World Edition just because of how it's exper- just, because of, because of how much more you can do with it. Yeah, it's just more versatile. Like it's yeah. it's it, it you still have the option of being oh god everything's fucked, mm-hmm. but you don't have to. And then the- and it was actually it was actually one one of my critiques of it originally. Um, this is actually something that I just kind of I I I took back my critique and. Um, and, uh, and 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 felt as if I owe Jason Blair apology, like, because uh, and, and I apologize for this, uh, Jason Blair. Yeah, Jason Blair. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> uh, um, is that my original critique about uh, about, about about Nightmare Edition? Something that I, something that I, that I disliked about it was that it lacked the same kind of punch that Nightmare Edition uh, that original edition had. Original edition, you know, while reading the book. I was just—I I myself felt mortified while reading the book, and I didn't get that same feel from Nightmare Edition. But what I was kind of missing out on is that the way Jason Blair does the way the way he the way he kind of explores the world is through the actual modules, um, the modules and the the uh, the, uh, the the campfire ta- the campfire tales, um, the actual module that's in. Uh, this is kind of what happened about this. The actual module that's that's in the back of um, of uh, the core rulebook for Nightmare Edition isn't as indicative of how of how the game should be played as the uh, Campfire Tales are, which yeah are are all really really fantastic uh, modules. Um, you yeah, I mean, and and just from like just from what we've been doing, you were very much against little fears until you found the campfire tales yeah i um, mean as and as soon as you saw that it was like and yeah, I, well, I was I, I was against the nightmare edition until i saw the campfire tales and then i saw because because like i said it was i had read the module in the back of of the nightmare edition and i was like this doesn't this has no punch this is this is this isn't this is this is really kind of a this is kind of a sillier game um, and then, and then I saw the modules. I, I saw the campfire tales, and I was just like, "Oh, this is an incredibly serious game. This is this this is this this is the the base the base setting is is really really grim in its own right. It's just it's grim, but in a survivable way. It's well, and it's also yeah. it also I mean, as we just said, it has a lot of variability that it has. Yeah. It can be it can be really it can be really grim, and it can be. I think the last the last one that's been released currently, and this will be outdated as soon as the summer modules start coming out, is called Old Man Winter. And as far as Nace described it to me, the goal of that module is to save Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas you look at the Fall Harvest, and the description for the Big Bad is literally it it, it wants to eat a thousand souls tonight. Yeah. Like, it, it, it 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 unless you modify that scenario, shit's gonna die. Yeah. yeah. It's, Horribly. It's, it's a it's a really 
the Fall Harvest is a really brutal, brutal module. So is uh, I mean, if you want to really, if you want to look yeah. up if you want to look up Death by Chocolate, and just look at the picture for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Death by Chocolate is is also really gruesome. But then on uh, the other side of that, the the other Halloween scenario they have there is actually really it gets kind of it gets it gets kind of horrifying, and then it actually is a lot lighter than death by chocolate is the death by chocolate is a really gruesome scenario, but and um, I am, I am still sitting on uh, the darkest one. I mean, from what we've played, I'm still sitting on the darkest one. Yeah. You're still, well, that's cause you're still sitting on both of your modules. <laughs> yeah. I haven't, I haven't run them yet, but, uh, but, uh, I just, there was, I just want to say, um, that, uh, that's, uh, fucking, uh, dead leaves. Uh, an, an autumn uh, module, easily, easily one of the uh, one of the craziest of the modules. Like easily the craziest module. Like it's, I'm looking forward to running the running that one. Yeah. Um. And it, and um, what was the other thing that I was gonna say? Well, then on the other side of that, we also did we. I mean, we've also run something like Monster Mask, which involves which involves oh. no fighting and minimal like injury to characters. And that reminds me, when I get the gumption to do it, which hopefully will be soon, I'm actually going to um, write Monster Mask as a module, and then uh, try and do something with it. Maybe talk. Maybe, maybe see if I can that, talk with Jason Blair about it contest? or whatever. Hmm. Uh, the the somebody ended up winning for submitting a monster. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, 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 it's on it's on their it's on the Yahoo group. Yeah, yeah. And, I, just, I, I mean, the thing, is, the thing is, there were, in that in that contest, like there was there were there were a lot of really really cool entries. So I mean, I I my my hats off to the winner. It was it was it was there was a lot of cool stuff. Um, I I enjoyed writing Monster Mask. I enjoyed running Monster Mask. Um, and I. Looking, looking at the other, other entries, like I, I can certainly say, my thing was not the best thing there. <laughs> um, nonetheless, uh, nonetheless, um, I think it is posted. Uh, yeah, Monster Mask is posted in, uh, on the podcast. I posted Monster Mask when yeah. we were going to originally post um, when we were originally going to post the, the final session of the Crucible. Um, yeah. Because I had it, um, so, I had it edited already. So, so when I when I do get the gumption for it, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna actually write it up as a module and see what I can do with it. Um, I do have it written up kind of as a module, as I have a scene by scene with it. I just don't have it like fully written out as a you know as a. Uh, I mean, you could send like it a to, 15, 20 page thing. You could send you could send it as it is to you could send it as it is to Jason Blair. I um. As we had said in our last newsies a while back, I had written up a uh, I had written up a, uh, a top three roller engine and sent that off to Jason Blair, and I actually got a response back. You know, I think, I think you actually could actually use it, hmm? and and you were and, and you were just like, yeah, that's why. I yeah, that's why. It. That's why I added. A, <laughs> that's why I added a copyright and stuff to the bottom of it. Made yeah. it look real pretty. Didn't make <laughs> it look just... like our one roll engine roller, <laughs> which has, <laughs> yeah, just, has, has yeah, that has get... that has no CSS. Yeah, it was something kind of like 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 uh, like you replied. Yeah, that's why that's why I sent it to you so you could use this. We thought we thought we thought it was cool. We thought you'd like it. Yep, I made this for you. Yeah, I so, made this. No, but that 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 statement um I'm, this is kind of applying uh, to a gentleman that had asked about that 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 had said oh oh uh, the uh, blind artist who had said that they were looking for uh, uh, for little fears modules. Um, I. 
Oh right, we were, answering a, we were answering a question. <laughs> yeah, we were. But I, 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 it was it was a statement I was going to say a, a way earlier, so I wanted to get it out there. How about that? But yeah, no, um, it's pretty significant differences, but they're good differences. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's one hundred percent. I, I honestly, in in my opinion, having played both. I much prefer Nightmare Edition, mostly because it's survivable. Uh, I, I really, the the original one was was cool, but I had problems with just dying. Oh, I had, and had I, no no result out of that. And well, and and similarly, <laughs> I the only issue, the only major issue, and the the reason I prefer the Nightmare Edition to the original edition is that the original edition, and this is a thing Jason Blair admits to as well, is that. The original edition had very, very simple mechanics. They weren't, but they weren't robust. And it came to it came to a lot of discussions like I rolled a five. Well, what does that mean? Yeah. This has this yeah. has very this has more rules, but it's it's not a it's not it's not in excess, and it's a very very easy to pick up, very easy to do, and furthermore, very easy to adjudicate. Yeah, it's 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 pretty much seamless. Like yeah. there's. I mean, even when combat starts, nothing breaks down. Like, combat in this game is enjoyable, which is something that's pretty cool, honestly. Well, because, I mean, the whole, like, the whole, the whole, per- it, it, it goes, it goes along with uh, Monster of the Childish things in terms of that combat is really no different than any other skill role, and that, and that combat itself is just narrative. Like, it's, it's, it's just, it's just you're rolling some dice to change the narrative. Yeah. And yeah. it doesn't, it's, and and that's kind of what it's what 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 it's really there for, um, and yeah, it is it is incredibly enjoyable. Though I was going to say, nonetheless, um, in terms of uh, you know looking at original edition and looking at nightmare edition, um, nightmare edition is still a fun game. Um, in my opinion, not as good as uh, uh, or the original edition. Original edition is still a fun game, not as good as nightmare edition, in my opinion, but. It is good if you want to play. If you basically want to, this is kind of this. This is kind of the example I give for it. If you want to play Call of Cthulhu with children, you want to play the original. Uh, but, uh, I I dispute that, but I know what you're getting at. It's. I mean, because the thing is, is original edition is a bloodbath. If you, if you or, or if you want to play Cthulhu Dark, <laughs> or what, or whatever. I mean, uh, I, 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 that's a discussion for another time. Like I I dispute that, but. I know what you're getting at. I so. mean, I could. Well, I mean, in that, in the vein. I mean, when 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 you, or, when you hear, if you, want, if, you want, if you want to play Call of Cthulhu, how 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 um, the Chaosium how, how Chaosium wants you to play, you to play Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, but Chaosium doesn't know how to how to fucking write for their own goddamn game. <laughs> sure There's no uh, anyway. We're not. I'm not getting into this right now because. We will be here for two fucking hours. Um, but I think, but but I, I think in that, it, and also there's there's major there's there's thematic differences between the original, um, big thematic differences between the original and the Nightmare Edition. One of them being that uh, the Nightmare Edition seems like a game of make believe gone horribly out of control, while the original edition is no, there's a fucking monster. It eats you. Yeah. yeah. Basically, there's a there's, oh your 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 dad's around. It fucking eats your dad too. It eats your fucking dog. It skins your pets. Everybody you know is dead. The end. Yeah, and good good game. Yeah, and like if 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 that's the game you want to play, 
then you want to play the original edition. But if you want to basically play, as Matt said, make believe gone horribly awry, um, because that's that's how it's that's that's how it's that's how it's even like that's how everything in it is set up. That's how the that's how the rules of the world are described. That monster the monsters are created through the belief of children. And yeah. So it's and and it's this whole and I like that it's it's furthered by that by that thing that uh, you know like like a game of make believe you know the kids just pick up random props and say this is my laser sword it cuts through doors <laughs> and so they have a laser sword that cuts through doors yeah yeah I'm still waiting for somebody to run to for some for someone to write a module where it turns out the kids are just autistic. <laughs> well, one of the things one of the things that Nate and I have postulated is like what it like and the, the thing I like that it, it, the line is kind of muddied in the uh, in in beyond the in among the missing not beyond the missing that's nothing <laughs> beyond the missing beyond them but the, the line is kind of <laughs> muddied a little bit and it gets and it's going to get muddied a little further is the thing that the 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 nightmare edition just the core book one of the things that you can you can say is 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 that it's it's got this whole sort of sucker punch aspect to it that i mean the whole thing in sucker punch is they're trying to escape from this insane asylum and but they end up going through these crazy fight scenes against robots but the thing is and the thing that they make very apparent in that is that these crazy fights against robots and like orcs and dragons is just an abstraction of them doing something else mm-hmm. so one of the one of the things that i like is there's this there's this vague there's this vagueness there's this that it could be not it could be not necessarily that it's the monsters are created through the belief of children it could just be children are you know they're dealing with their own they're dealing with their own troubles something or something terrible is happening to them and they are imagining you know that it, oh man it's it's the boogeyman you need to we we need to we need to do this to get out yeah that that it's it's, it's, thing, I think I think the I think the um the the, the best the be, the best one of the, one of the better things to uh to, to say about that or not really better things to say about that one one, one way to, one way to put that or or approach that is um there's there is a there's a certain thing that um that that children do I I don't I forget the actual psychological term for it um there's a certain thing that children do when they experience trauma at a young age is that they change the events in their head is that like the that something different happened to them. It was a similar thing, but it was different in that it hurt less, or something along those lines. They just they 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 alter the events until they're older, and then they come to terms with the events. Yeah, and I mean, and, and in this, and in this, it's the same thing that the the rules the rules is written. Once a kid, once a child reaches a certain age, they're essentially safe from monsters. They 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 because they've they've stopped they've stopped believing in them. They have bigger problems to worry about in life, and they can they can still participate to some degree because they're you know they're humoring this thought that these other kids have. But if they look back on their on on their on their adventures, it's it's less that they were dealing with monsters and more that they were playing pretend. Yeah, really. that it's yeah that's that's a thing I did when I that's that's a thing I did when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. And it's it, yeah. it it's it's that it's that spinning top at the end of Inception. Yep. It's just, um, yeah, and that's one though, thing I that's just one. It's such a it's a it's a it's kind of a small thing, but it's a thing I love about it so much. Yeah. Though, as you did say, it does get muddled with uh, among the missing, and the, and the next book is going to is going to muddle it further. But that said, um, 
although the supplements are optional, you can kind of this because it is a very toolkit game. You can kind of take things, you can take things, leave things, etc. Um, Among the Missing is a phenomenal supplement. It's one of the best supplements I've ever, I've ever read for a book. Um, I I love that book, and I'm really looking forward to the next supplement. Um, it, Among the Missing was very well written. It had very, very amazing ideas, and it dealt with a subject matter that is really kind of grisly. It, it dealt with children that have gone missing. It dealt like children that have been kidnapped, that have been abducted, that have run away from home, and that's that's just the subject matter of that book. And yeah, and it, it deals with it in a very well, once again, a monstery way. But it deals it deals with it in a very in a very. It, it takes it takes the subject as seriously as it should be taken. Yeah. Um, and then if you if you there's one there's only one of them there's 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 a type of child called the forgotten, and if you kind of just remove that it doesn't get muddled because if you kind of, if you kind of just kind of uh, remove the uh, the forgotten from that and you just have the children who've run away who've been abducted who've been you know, taken away and whatnot um, you can still kind of actually keep the approach that it's just children um, changing the events in their head they weren't kidnapped by a man they were kidnapped by a monster yeah things along those lines. Well, I thought the forgot. I thought the forgotten was just children who children who get who get abandoned by their parents. Or I guess that's the abandoned. Well, but uh, <laughs> no, no, that's, that's the abandoned. Yeah, yeah. the abandoned. <laughs> the ones that get abandoned. Those are the forgotten, right now. Uh. The, the forgotten. The forgotten. All all of them have everyone but the forgotten. You can actually kind of give a reasonable explanation, and the forgotten is the thing that muddles it. Uh, the forgotten uh, basically. Uh, it's 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 almost as if. The Forgotten are basically kids who have been literally ripped out of reality <laughs> and put somewhere else in time. <laughs> They're a really, really cool concept. Um, it's, it's The Forgotten are just a, an awesome idea, but they do muddle that. I mean, if, if, if what you're going for is a game of make-believe gone horribly awry and not that the monsters really are, that monsters actually are real and actually have such an impact on the world, you probably want to kind of push that off to the side and, and take everything else in that book. Yeah, because the, but, the the module in that is actually actually deals with the forgotten, right? Yeah, yeah, the the, uh, the module in that does does deal with the forgotten, uh, and um, and yeah. So, but if you want to, but if what you want is is you know monsters having such a grand effect on the on, on the world around them. Hell yeah, the Forgotten is an amazing idea, and the and the campaign we're playing, I actually play someone who's among the Forgotten, and I I, I enjoy the hell out of it. It's a, they're they're a really cool concept. Well, also I like I, I like that we've expanded the exquisite corpse, because um, one of the things is your character's forgotten. Your character's also forgotten everything. Yeah, well, that's actually something that's 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 common with the Forgotten. Sometimes sometimes the Forgotten have memories before they just. Before they were just removed from reality, and sometimes they don't. Sometimes they just completely forget everything. Um, but one, of, like I think, one of the uh, the examples of uh, one of the example forgotten um, is like that. They just kind of just show up. It's like they have memories of being in. Uh, they have memories of um, of uh, you know, let's see, of like modern or, or of like the 1980s or so. And then suddenly they just show up in modern day, like and they have no idea how the hell they got there. <laughs> yeah, they, they go they go home and their house has been demolished. They can't find yeah. their parents. Actually, that would really using the forgotten. I I almost want to run a flight of the navigator scenario. 
just using the man like rad as hell um, that was actually the one I keep referencing in that module because that's just what they see. Because the the whole plot of Flight of the Navigator is a kid is abducted by aliens, and uh, wakes uh, wakes up and then goes and finds out that like, goes to this house, finds out his parents aren't here, and finds out that twenty years have passed. <laughs> it's just and then, um, and then Amanda wanted a yogurt. Amanda wanted a yogurt. I yeah. don't want a yogurt. Uh, but. Uh, but yeah, uh, the forgotten do kind of change things, but they are still a really awesome concept. Um, uh, and the the next the next supplement is going to muddle things a bit more because I think one of the things that deals with this actually is actually um, anyone who's a fan of Monster and the Childish Things uh, know you kind know, of know about weird kids. And actually, uh, uh, the uh, the next the next supplement from the sort of previews that Jason Blair has given will kind of in a way deal with a. a Kids that are actually monsters, <laughs> and that's also children. Also children that have two souls. So children that children that have children that have no soul. Children that have multiple souls. Children that are, I think. I think. Uh, I think it brings back psychics to the game. Uh, <laughs> you know, like like things like that. Um, and then and then further down the path, uh, Jason Blair is intending to put the Seven Kings back in. Yeah, um, I think that book's just going to be called The Seven Kings. Yeah, more than likely. There's already, I think, already two of them are in. Yeah, the... um, two of them are already. Uh, the Boogeyman and uh, Titania are already actually in uh, Nightmare Edition, but... and they actually carry the theme from the original edition that monsters don't have stats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Boogeyman the the isn't blocked. even described. He's, he's he's described he's described somewhat vaguely. Like there's not even there's not even a character sheet saying what saying anything that he does. It's just he is here and he is all powerful. Yeah. Well, he's. I mean, it's 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 supposed to be a, just kind of a plot hook, like you know, because it says how he how he. Uh, how, 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 how he how he how he keeps children in cages and turns them into crows. I mean, it's 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 kind of like a plot hook. Like, oh, you go to sleep one night, you wake up, you're in a cage. Now the scenario is to get out. You find yourself in the closet land. What the shit? How do I get back home? Yeah, you know, th- th- things like that. It's supposed to just kind of create a plot hook. Um, but we're getting off topic here. <laughs> what topic? <laughs> what topic are we even on? I don't know. I think we're on the topic of how this show's gone on for two hours, and we should probably call yeah, it to yeah, a close. Yeah. Yeah, we should. Um, That'd I, be if, good. If there are any other questions, uh, you guys can post them. Uh, let us know. Yeah, and goddamn it, listeners! I run a wonderful game of little fears for you and get no comments. I you, stop <laughs> giving stop giving me the James treatment. Sam, here. Sam, not, now you understand. Cool. Sam, now you understand how I felt for a it's long not time. Cool. Sam, Sam, <laughs> Sam, I'm sorry that listeners have only commented on all the rest of your games. I. Uh, I'm sorry that you're only moderately popular. <laughs> I spend I spend all day over a hot little fears. <laughs> Listeners, comment how much you love Matt. He deserves it more than me. It's true, yeah. Uh, I, I already I already got crazy. Crazy on. I have no idea. I, I I don't know how to pronounce your handle. I am sorry. I I'm saying it the two ways that it seems like it should be pronounced. Crazen. <laughs> Crossone. Uh, well, I guess with that, uh, I don't think we have much else. Uh, I don't think we've had much else for the last half hour. We're just <laughs> we 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 like little fears. We like talking about it. Yeah, little little fears is Nate's monster and other childish things. Yeah, it's, it's true. Um, little fears is like vitamins to Nate. What? 
No, we're not going into this. Wrap it up. I need to feed him. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, we're out. Yeah, Thanks yeah. For listen, guys. Stay tuned. For, stay tuned next week for another episode of the Giant Bombcast. All right. <laughs> Good night. No, send us send us comments. Sure. Comment on the site. Send us emails. You know where to tweet at us. Do it up. Send us smoke signals. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Good night, Internet. Good night, Internet.